the reason we ask these in-depth questions is so we can help. If we see this really big picture and we go, oh, okay, well, it's not just this one little thing you said. That means I need to tell you about this over here and this over here. And combined all of those things, not only get you great cash flow, but they can get you massive tax incentives there. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips, Heather Marchant, back for another mm-hmm. awesome show. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving time with yeah. family. I mean, Thanksgiving is over now, and uh, <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't give thanks all year. You probably should do that. Yes. I'm thankful today, Heather, that I got a camera that works. We've had a rough go with that camera. Yeah. Guys, in case you ever were wondering, and you're probably not because this has probably (laughs) happened to you before, but when Apple updates their operating system, well, it takes a while for other people to catch up. Yeah. So my awesome camera that makes me look sexy, it will not work right now. So I'm waiting on some tech to make it work. In the meantime, Apple, bless their hearts, have made it so that we can stream using my iPhone. So today, this is the iPhone. Pretty sweet uh, camera, really. Yeah. I mean, it looks pretty good. I mean, it's not as good as my cool Canon DSLR camera. I mean, it's not that good, but it's pretty good. Phones have come such a long way. The fact that it's not a huge difference between your really good camera and your iPhone is pretty cool. I waited in line to get the iPhone when it came out in Utah. I remember because you told me I was crazy that I didn't have a smartphone. I waited in line and I didn't wait in line at the Apple store. I waited in line at the AT&T store off of, I think, off 106 South. Wow. And I was out there doing a presentation. I didn't even live out there. I just. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep, 2007. That was right before I moved out there. That was the first iPhone? First iPhone. Wow. I still have it. It's a relic. It's in a drawer (laughs) in my house. None of that is why we showed up today, but uh, there you have it. Inside baseball and what happens when uh, something breaks around here. I'll just say, so in our marketing department, we have somebody and they keep begging Ashley... Dara keeps begging Ashley to fix my lighting because my lighting is not great. I'll be the first to admit it. But this camera right here, this thing solves a lot of problems with lighting that you didn't realize you had until you don't have the camera anymore. Yeah. I looked like a bald Oompa Loompa two days ago and we tried to record. (laughs) It wasn't yesterday. I don't remember. Whatever. It was two days ago, but you were so red. Oh, no, it was yesterday. In reality, I'm not that red. So I don't know what the heck was going on, but the little camera that comes on the computer, I don't even know how long we've talked about this stupid camera thing, Heather, but it's It's apparently it was a problem (laughs) because I'm talking about it now. Well, let's talk about something else. Yeah, we've been talking a lot too about end of year and end of year approaching. And we always do a show about setting goals and stuff. So that'll be coming up. I think I think it's a good reminder about all of that. But one of my favorite shows that we do. And, you know, I used to do it in February, if you recall, Heather, Mm -hmm. because we used to do live. What do we call those? Quarterly? I don't know. No, like for our (laughs) groups out in Utah. Club meetings. We used to have club meetings and we would do that show live for Mm. our groups. And we would do it in February because by then everybody would fail. And then we would reboot them. That's true. Girls die fast, oftentimes. 
So that show's coming up. We'll have that yeah. one soon. So get ready. And this time of year, we also, if you don't do this, you should. Between now and the end of the year, you should be planning for next year. Because if you show up into 2024, not having planned your year, your year is already planned. Yes. And somebody else planned it for you. Yes. The way that works. It's true. And I think planning the end of the year is what we wanted to talk about today of making sure you're ready and running through a few scenarios we've been working on because, man, it's actually really fun to figure out ways to reduce someone's tax liability to close before December 31st. There's kind of a rush, like I'm saving tax dollars, but they're not even my tax dollars. It's really fun. Not only that, just I think I was just talking to my son-in-law. The other night, we were talking about math. Mm. And in high school and middle school, eh, mostly school just in general, math wasn't that fun. Both of us, however, have a blast doing yeah. math now. Well, and I'm it, the weirdo that enjoyed math in school, Ron. So. I, I didn't. At all. I didn't enjoy school pretty much at all, except yeah, for I wrestling. Love I love wrestling. But some of those things that we learned are really applicable. So I was just reading a book by an old neighbor of mine. Jeff Hayes, y'all should go pick up the book, The Entrepreneurial Brain. Oh, and that's right. You sent me that. Man, I was struck by the fact that, A, that I didn't know him as well as I should have because he lived right next door. And in the book, he talks about the fact that in school, schools aren't set up for people who are super creative and have an entrepreneurial brain. And he goes in to start talking about that. But that's part of my problem in school, I think, was that I got in trouble for being creative because I was being creative when the teacher didn't want me to be creative, <laughs> which was pretty yeah. much all the time. In addition to that, I was typically in most of the classes anyway, I was a little bit ahead of the teacher. And so they would get irritated at me because they would try to catch me up in something, but I was already ahead of them. So I already knew what they were saying and it frustrated them. And the problem was that because school wasn't really arranged very well for me, I was bored all the time. Yeah which meant I got in trouble quite a bit because I was constantly interrupting the brain patterns of everyone else around me because I was bored. And anyway, in the book, he talks about that. And he talks about this being a superpower. And I 100% agree with this because nowadays I love math because I get to be creative with it. That's a good point. And it's not structured and like, you need to learn this right now, that kind of thing too. Yeah. And I understand also that there's a right and a wrong answer. I get it. But now I get to take the wrong answer and go, how can I fix it so that it's the right answer, which yeah. is a unique question that they never ask you in school. And they also don't tell you why this is important. Oh, well, mm. the only thing they tell you is that if you're going to do physics, then you have to be really good at math. And I'm like, well, pff, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but now math's not so boring. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier is that, that it's really fun yeah. to use something cool like that and actually benefit somebody, not the people who are physicists don't benefit people. That's what I'm saying. Just a different, unique way. Yeah. And we get to be creative. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I think we get a lot of scenarios that come in and there's actually several right now that we're working on end of year tax scenarios, people that have sold businesses or have come into a lot of bonus money in the fourth quarter. Right. And while all that sounds so great, I mean, when you have an accountant tell you, hey, I want you to plan to save a quarter million dollars of what you made just for taxes, right? I mean, or worse, (laughs) or worse. I'm just thinking of one client I've spoken to in the last couple of weeks that he said, yeah, quarter of a million. I got a plan. 
quarter of a million dollars. And I was I, like, oh. That's like the worst plan ever. Yeah. Give your money to the government. And you can pick whichever ludicrous program it is that they're going to just piss your money away on. Yeah. But that's exactly what they're going to do with your money. So yeah. Agreed. Anyway. So I think it might be helpful to kind of run through a scenario and maybe run through the math a little bit at a high level than yeah, getting into the details. High. But yeah, so I have a client that sold a business, has a million dollars in cash, and he's reaching out. I haven't spoken with him in a little while, and he's reaching out to say, hey, I have this tax liability coming. My accountant says to hold back a quarter million, but I want to invest this money and I'm now retired, so I want to be able to have some passive income coming in for me to live off of because I don't have passive income for my business anymore. He was a business owner, right? So not actively necessarily trading hours for dollars, but it was an investment. And so taking that scenario and taking, I don't know, 10 steps back and looking at the bigger picture, one really cool thing is that he knows he qualifies as a real estate professional for this tax year. So nice. we know we can use some bonus depreciation, which is super attractive. <laughs> so that in and of itself, it has been, at least in years past, pretty close to a one-to-one -one ratio of dollar invested in real estate versus dollar saved in tax liability. Now we're at 80% ratio of what you can write off versus 100%. So maybe we'll have a little bit less than what we've had in the past, obviously, but still, Running the numbers and knowing your numbers is powerful. Yeah, it's really an important thing. And the other important thing is to talk to somebody before it gets too late in yeah. the year. And at this point, I mean, if you're going to finance anything, mm -hmm. you have got to have your finances dialed to be able to yeah. get a loan at this point. Like you've just yep. about missed the boat. Now you can pay cash for something before the end of the year and then refinance it later pull your money back. But we're getting to the point of no return on finance at this point. Yeah. And if you have a cash purchase versus financed, I mean, you're leveraging. And so with cost segregation and doing that bonus depreciation for real estate professionals, it's a moneymaker to buy more property because you get a depreciate, right? So if you're left to have to pay cash, you will have less depreciation because you're depreciating one property versus four, for example, right? So good to look and see. I mean, it is going to be tight at this point to be able to close this year, but not impossible, especially if you're organized, like you said, Ron, I mean, having all your ducks in a row for sure. Yeah, that's really the only thing can save you at this point. Same thing with commercial properties. I mean, if you're trying to buy a commercial property between now and the end of the year, you're going to have to pay cash. Inspections need to be happening. They take a while. If you're in need of an appraisal, they also take a while. I mean, it's. I'm yeah. not saying it's past the point of no return, but it's pretty close. So if you're feeling it, this is not like you can go down to the Land Rover dealership and buy a Land Rover. Yeah. On <laughs> yeah. the 31st. You got to, there's some prep time yeah. to this that needs to happen. So if you yeah. haven't called in and you want to do that, you better do it pretty quickly. Yep. Our average timeline for closings is about 33 days to close a transaction from start to finish, if everything runs smoothly, of course, but that's average, right? But the tricky part that people don't usually think about is people decline work in December. They have plans with their families, title companies, they take vacation. We had Which, one title company I, last year just close. That is insane. <laughs> I know. They closed for the last two weeks of the year. And that is like one of the busiest times in investment real estate for sure is the it's last like a two truck weeks. dealership closing down <laughs> yeah. into the year. 
<laughs> I mean, that's yeah. ludicrous. Yes. Everybody's trying to close these things for tax reasons. And for mm -hmm. anybody who's listening to this and going, what in the world are these two talking about? In case you missed it, we have plenty of other episodes, which we can link in the show notes. But really quickly, if you buy an investment property, you get to depreciate or write off every year a portion of the value that supposedly depreciates right over time. Mm -hmm. And what Heather was talking about is that I don't remember which year it was after 2016 because Trump did this again. This we've had this in the past. This is like not something that Trump invented. He just brought this back, but it's called bonus depreciation, which means you can take all the bits and pieces of a property that create a property. They all have a shelf life according to the IRS, and you can get a study called a cost segregation study and that will break your property out into all the bits and pieces. And then you can write those off based on their shelf life. Bonus depreciation is another overlayment onto the tax code that says anything that's 15 years shelf life or less, you can just go ahead and depreciate that year one. That's what we're talking about here. And it's beautiful. So, I mean, if you can think through, you know, I mean, a property has a lot of stuff that's 15 years shelf life or less. And all of that can be depreciated 80% this year. It used to be 100%. Last just year. Whatever that was, boom, just 100%. There's some talk they're going to bring that back or extend it, whatever. I certainly hope they do. The second piece of this that Heather brushed over that we've also done podcasts on is that if you're a real estate professional, which means you're 750 hours a year, Heather, is that it? Yep. 750 hours a year doing real, real estate, estate related business. Yeah. As a business, then you don't have any cap. Which and it has to be your main source of time spent. Those are the two requirements. So, I mean, for people who that is the qualification, who are qualified for that is a big, mm -hmm. as Joe Biden would say, <laughs> it is a big effing deal. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about here. Trying to sneak yeah. this stuff in at the end of the year so that you can get a tax write off. Yep. Right? And sometimes I've been helping another client this year get a property before the end of the year for kind of a different reason but related to real estate professional is the irs it's going to be real tricky to say i bought my first rental property december 31st and i spent 750 hours in real estate business related activities oh, let me help you that's called impossible so if you start january 1st and you already have a property or two on your books then you can start tracking your hours and being able to have a chance at 750 hours. So I'm helping someone who is wanting to get in the game and could potentially in the future, she could qualify as a real estate professional. But to do so, I'm like, man, if you started the year off with a property, you'd put yourself in a lot better situation to get well, the 60% that's next year. Plus buying one this year, even if you're going to do it next year, Next year, you get 60, I think, like you said, Heather, yep, but this 60. year, you lock in 80 plus anything above the cap of 25,000, it just rolls into next year anyway. So you kind of locked it in if you're planning on doing it. That's the creativity part that we were talking about at the beginning is actually seeing the whole picture. So we were just talking on Marco Polo, which is a pretty cool app for anybody who's doing, well, anything or you want to video <laughs> chat with people, but we use it in our company. We've talked about it a couple of times on that, but we have a sales thread where everybody gets on there and talks about how to help people better. And one of them, this 
week. I don't even remember what day because I'm still behind. But one of them was asking, man, what do you do when people won't engage with you? You're trying to help them and they won't answer the questions so that we can try to help them. This is one of the things, right? The reason we ask these in-depth questions isn't to like pull your pants down in public. (laughs) It's so we can help. Because if we see this really big picture and we go, oh, okay, well then it's not just this one little thing you said. It's all of these things that you said. Now they go, okay, well, that means I need to tell you about this over here and this over here and this over here. And combined all of those things, not only get you great cash flow, but they can get you in this particular case, like Heather's talking about, there's massive tax incentives there, right? There could be other things that we might want to talk about, depending on what the story is and what you're trying to accomplish. Trying to accomplish, you just reminded me. So the client that sold a business, I asked him that question. I said, so tell me, like, what are you needing from this? And we spent time kind of going through and understanding the big picture. And like I said, taking that 10 steps back and getting a real holistic picture on what's going on. And that's when he said, well, I mean, I need some passive income because I don't have my business income anymore. And I said, oh, well, what do you need? And he was like, uh, let me think about that. You know, like asking questions sometimes that people don't even really think through. And so in his strategy, I'm actually going to be building a strategy around him putting more down payment into the properties because he's needing more passive income. And so the number of properties and all of those things that we're talking about all helps me arrive at that conclusion to say, okay, let's look at putting more money down so we can see if we can arrive at that monthly cash flow number that he's needing. The other thing is this is so unique. Everybody's situation is different. Yes. Let's say that you're getting ready to retire early, mm-hmm. but you've already retired from the military, you're retiring number two job, right? Early. And between those two, it covers everything. Well, you're going to have a completely different idea of what's necessary in an investment piece than somebody who's got nothing that they're starting with, right? Like this guy who just sold his business, he has no cash flow now, and he has to take the money that he has and turn it into cash flow. Well, if you have both your retirement from the military and let's say you've got some disability from the military, well, you're probably okay yep. depending on where in the world you live. And it might be smart to take some of that cash and actually pay off a house. You ask, well, why would you do that, Ron? Well, people who I learned from my son-in-law, I learned that people who have a certain percentage of disability from the military, they don't have to pay taxes. Yeah. Not income taxes. I mean, like home taxes, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so who can take your house? I was thinking about this the other night. Who can take your house? Well, if you have a mortgage on it and you don't pay your mortgage, you can get foreclosed on. Yeah. Everybody has taxes, right? And if you don't pay the tax, man, they'll foreclose on you. And the last person is the HOA. So unless you're living in some community that has a ridiculous HOA fee, there's really only two people that are going to take your property. One of them is the government and one of them is the mortgage. So if you are a disabled vet that doesn't have to pay taxes and you pay your house off, no one can take your house. Hmm. So is it smart to have a paid off house? Well, I mean, depends on the individual, but there's a reason why somebody might want to have a paid off house that maybe had never thought about having a paid off house because literally nobody could take it away from you. Yes. So the creativity that goes into these plans is really, really cool. And it's very specific. That's the piece of it that I love, right? Because they're all different. Mm -hmm. 
but I love math, so keep that in mind. <laughs> but like really fun. I love to math be... that makes me money, Heather. <laughs> yes. But I love that it doesn't lie, right? That you can run scenarios and then see which one makes the most sense, see which one's going to turn the most cash flow, right? So I use a lot of Excel for that to just go and run different scenarios sometimes to see yes, what know. makes the most sense. We know. I know. I Heather know. loves it's that. So and then she sends me these things and I look at it and I'm like, oh. <laughs> You put pictures or something? It hurts my head. What are you doing? I know. I do drive you crazy with that. Where's I the do. graph? Show me the graph. Ron something. speaks in pie chart language. Something. You mean put some numbers in there, but like give me a data page. Like I want a report page and then have all the other pages. Yeah. I think it's really helpful though, because I can then run the numbers and show it to my clients, these two different ones I'm talking about and say, hey, like, do you catch the vision? Like, do you catch the vision of what this can do? And that's where it gets exciting to have a plan and execute the plan and watch it grow. It's awesome. And that's the reason why we built the tech that we built is specifically that. And then as you're moving down your plan to have actual so that you can go back and compare and go, okay, everything's working really well, except for this yeah. stupid dog property over here that won't freaking perform. And then you can get rid of that one and get a new one. Or you can replace it, exactly. which is what every investor of everything ever does. At some yeah. point, if you have a dog that's not performing, you shoot it. <laughs> you shoot it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, oh, man. I really do love dogs. <laughs> I don't need any more in my house, but I do love dogs. Oh, it's like a sled dog is what I was envisioning. You're not performing, then shoot Boom. it and move on. <laughs> and put a new one in its place. That's exactly right. Although that's maybe inhumane. We do have dogs down at the end of the street now. Heather, you're going to be happy to hear. Oh. I no longer need a dog at all. They got oh, the cool little collars on so they won't follow us down the street because they'll get shocked. They're like white labs, which I don't think I've ever what? seen before. Cream colored labs. I'm really cool up. dogs. Google and color. the owners came down and told my wife that we can go in there anytime and pet them. So we go in on our walk, pet hmm. the dogs, love on them like grandparents, and then we leave. No <laughs> dogs in the house. It's the most beautiful thing. We have more dogs just down the street too that we play with occasionally. Same thing, right? No non-performing dogs in our house anymore. Just none. Only non-performing dogs are maybe somebody else's, but we still get to treat them really great and love on them. So they're GPS dog collars? I think so, yeah. They're pretty high tech. Wow. You know, they got the wire in the ground around their property so the dogs don't leave. They That's just sit there right. waiting for us. And then when we get down the street far enough, they start barking because they want us to come pet them. Oh, which really? Is fantastic. That's the greatest thing ever. It's like grandparent come dogs. Come see me. I can't see you. Come see me. It's awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't even know that existed. That has nothing whatsoever to do with investing. But yes. I, I felt like I needed to say I love dogs <laughs> because I just said to shoot your dog. <laughs> Only non-performing dogs should be shot, I guess is what I'm trying to say on the show. Just to be clear. That's too good. Don't worry. I'm not over here Googling all these things that you're talking about because my daughter really wants a dog. Usually when we're talking about math, I will undoubtedly pick up my iPhone several different times. Mm. and run math while we're talking. And you guys who watch the show, you've probably seen me do this. Yeah. But now my iPhone is stuck up here. Oh, true. So you can't. Three You're like, times I've been jonesing to get up and like, because I don't have a calculator <laughs> is on my phone. I've been jonesing to run some numbers and hit you guys with some serious data here on the show today. Can't do it because my iPhone is stuck up in front of my face up here. 
Well, if you think of something you want me to run, you tell Listen, me and I'll run it. It's either you get really good data, guys, and you get Ron as an Oompa Loompa on the screen, or you get decent looking Ron. I mean, this thing makes me look really good, but decent looking Ron from the iPhone with a lack of specific data because he can't run the numbers. Not really your choice because I'm never showing up as the Oompa Loompa. I don't know. I think we should do it just because people are going to want to know. They're going to want to know what the Oompa Loompa Just let us know. Run. If you guys want me to show up and do an Oompa Loompa show, I'll do it. <laughs> and we'll make sure if you choose that, that we have lots and lots of data just because I made that. Now I'm a little bit scared that people are actually going to comment <laughs> that they want me to show up as an Oompa Loompa. It's pretty bad, guys. I'm telling you right now. Plotty, it's pretty epic. red, nasty Ron, which by bad. the way, I don't look like that. I don't know how it happens, but it's bad in here. Yeah, too much red in the camera. But I think overall, it should happen. But if we want to get into some numbers real quick for the client, probably with a million... should. I've told way too many stories during this <laughs> the, podcast. The client with a million dollars, right? If we pick up, he had said like picking up eight houses, right? Was kind mm -hmm. of the idea. So picking up eight houses and picking new construction was our game plan because honestly, mostly timeline. He has a problem with how much time we have left for him to close before the end of the year. So getting something that's rehabbed, it's not quite finished yet, or we could have an inspection that comes back with big problems, that becomes really risky to try to close before the end of the year without something that's brand new, that's already finished, which we have several of those options. So looking at those numbers and saying, all right, if he needs to make 5,000 a month, We've got eight houses. Each one needs to have passive income of $625 a month. And what that's taking on a lot of these properties is closer to 40% down, right? Yep. Which honestly, we can't spend that amount of money anyway. And so with eight houses, with what we have right now, so spending like a million dollars. So that's becomes very doable, right? To be able to put more money down and bring up your monthly passive income to the point where it needs to be. So that's the kind of math that we're running, right? So checking the interest rate, which I've done, which is what I've been doing this week, actually, checking what interest rate he's going to get by having him pre-approved so that it's specific to him and making sure where the rate's going to fall, how it's going to work, and where he's retired. The loan product we're going to have to use is a DSCR loan, which is basically about the performance of the property and not personal income on his end. So that's why we took a minute to make sure our strategy was really tight. And then that's so, probably the direction we're going to go is getting some single family homes with higher down payment to bring up his passive income to be in line where it needs to be. So debt service coverage ratio for those playing along who've never heard of a DSCR loan. I feel like I need a translator today. This is rough. I, Heather's just <laughs> running over these things like everybody knows what a DSCR loan is. Um, <laughs> Also known as a DCR loan, which is debt coverage ratio. So debt service coverage ratio, same thing. And it is exactly what the term is, stands for. Debt yeah. coverage ratio. So your payment and how much coverage or overage do you have or underage, mm -hmm. I guess. You should never have that, by the way. It should always be overage. Yeah. How much over the debt service is your rent. Uh, and what's interesting rent. about that, Ron, is that in the past, lenders have said, oh, most properties don't qualify. Lenders that are new to us are like, yeah, right. that loan product's not super great. Like, because you, it'd be like 1.1 1 .1 or 1.15. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay. 
Well, then all of our properties qualify. There's no way. Yes. We have a unique proprietary system that like, okay, well, we'll send yeah. them over and you yep. let us know. And they always qualify. So that's what those mean. They don't qualify you. They qualify, well, you as much. They qualify the property more. Yeah. So uh, the property has to have enough passive income to cover the debt on the property. So which, guys, which it should anyway. Yes. Okay. So stick to your principles and it will happen. <laughs> Unless you're breaking the rules that we've told you like a hundred million times on the show mm -hmm. over the last three years we've been doing this. Three, yeah. Yeah. It's been three years. I think four years. You had it going a year before I okay. joined you. Four years. So yeah. we've been telling you now for four years. And publicly before that, not on this show, I've been doing presentations since 2005. In none of those did I tell you it was a good idea to do mm -hmm. negative cash flow on your properties. Just so we're clear, you should never have a problem with a DCR loan. Never have I ever. Never have I ever. <laughs> I think it's really awesome, though, that when he came to me and presented this scenario and was just like, uh, maybe this isn't going to work. Maybe I need to do something else, right? Maybe I need to invest in something else. I don't know if I can make this work and getting to show him like, oh, yeah, here's the game plan. This is what we need to do. And you'll get that passive income you're needing. And man, I get to do that today. Actually. And then you get so I'm super pumped. three more returns other than mm -hmm. just that one and yep. one of those is going to allow you to not pay a gazillion dollars in taxes in addition yep. so really cool stuff and i'm telling you as soon as people have these for a few years they catch the vision i wish people could catch the vision earlier but it takes time in the saddle to be yeah. able to have all of this kind of start to play out and go oh my gosh you yep. stack up those four returns it's significant substantial yep for and, returns uh, and over time. Visible. Mm -hmm. I think I could probably come up with some other S words that are. <laughs> anyway, returns are great. Everybody with assets and the temperament should own real estate, yeah. right? Everybody. Solid point. Man. Well, I'm excited for the end of the year and helping these last people that like the, in the next, I don't know, three days, <laughs> helping them get ready to be able to execute and be able to pull this off. It's going to be awesome. All right, Heather, we got to fix my camera because it was uh, five times during the show I reached for my iPhone. Um, uh, you guys probably don't know this, but I do this routinely during our show. I'm either looking something up really quick, which mm -hmm. I could do on my computer. I don't know why, but I do it on my phone. And anyway, morning the loss. You guys missed out on five opportunities to have different numbers rather than dog stories. No, I apologize. Well, hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> others like Ron. Shut up about the dogs already. <laughs> Till next time, everybody. Get out there and make something happen. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.